produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It's the Dazzling Duo, Derek, myself, Mike. And joining us once again, we had a great time with them last time, uh, is Brian Volk Weiss. How are you guys doing? Good. Hello. Well, uh, I'm good, man. How you doing? Good to be back. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you back. Uh, so last time it was Toys That Made Us, and we were talking season one, going into season two, and we had people say it was probably the best interview they've heard us do, and one of the best interviews they heard with oh, wow. you, and that they actually, because of you being on our show, they went back and watched the series again. So I think I like that's that. that that works for for us, um, and it works for you because you got people repeating. But I got word you got a new show coming out this weekend called Discontinued. That is, uh, whoever told you that was telling the truth. That is accurate. So tell us more about Discontinued, since this apparently, aside from it's coming out this weekend, is one of the world's best kept secrets. Um, it's coming out this weekend. It's going to be on the CW at 930. Um, and uh, basically the show, I, I, I've always been really interested. I don't know why. It's kind of dark maybe, but I've always been very interested in failure. And one of the things that is, it relates to failure is I've always been interested in why companies fail or products fail or places fail. And sometimes the failures are very quick. Sometimes the failures take decades. Um, but I just, uh, I've always found it interesting that something can be very famous and huge and everybody is touched by it and then it's gone and you can never touch it again. So that was in a broad sense, that was the inspiration for the show. The literal inspiration for the show was a while ago, I was in a uh, vintage store and I saw one of those Nintendo Rob the Robots. And I okay. saw it and I hadn't seen one in like 30 years. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it got me thinking, I've, I hadn't seen one in 30 years what happened to this thing? So I went home and I Googled it and I Wikipedia'd it. And, um, you know, it just blew my mind how famous this was. I even knew its name. I didn't even know anyone who had one, but I knew its name. And then I Googled it and it was basically only around for a couple of years. It was a gigantic failure. There was a lot of politics and kind of monkey business uh, between Nintendo Japan and Nintendo America as to why it was here. And it just got me thinking, like, there's so many famous things that aren't around anymore, and I bet people would be curious to know, why are they gone? And that's that's really what the show is about. So without spoiling the show, can we talk about what a couple of these items are? Or maybe a couple items you wanted to get into the show, but didn't make it? <laughs> I can do both, um, and obviously I'm not going to give everything away, but, like, we get into, like, Gidget from Taco Bell. We get into Blockbuster. We get into the H1, the original Humvee. Right. You know, things that everybody remembers, who's of a certain age, of course. Um, and if I had to guess, why did Gidget go away? You know, with Blockbuster, everybody thinks it's Nintendo, or, sorry, everybody thinks it's Netflix that killed blockbuster that's a part of it but it's not the whole story and it's not even really half of the story um we also of course naturally because i'm me had to cover toys r us um so those are those are a couple spoilers for you 
uh, one of the things that we did but did not make it into the show was we did a whole pod about the Power Glove, the Nintendo Power Glove, which oh, is like, wow. that could be like a 400-page <laughs> book. And that story by itself is insane. It wasn't even made by Nintendo. Um, it was made by the founder of Mego, Marty Abrams, believe right. it or not. Um, so... That that was unfortunately that was one of the ones that uh, did did not make it uh, into uh, into the show unfortunately because it was great. Okay, well let's, let's talk about Power Glove real quick. Uh, what was some of the backstory that um, brought it to the forefront and then caused it to just not happen? <laughs> well, I mean, basically, what happened was, and I'm, I'm you know abbreviating this quite a bit, but. Marty, for a variety of reasons, he just made it on his own and basically just kept pounding on net on, on uh, Nintendo to let him do it. And finally, Nintendo was like, you know, so many people do unauthorized products and we don't make any money. Okay, fine, fine. You you can do it and pay us a royalty and we'll we'll put our logo on the box. So like I said, it wasn't even made by Nintendo. So that was the origin. And then the device and I'm sure Marty would probably disagree with me, but from all the people we talked to and I actually tried using it. I, I had never even seen one before. Um, but it kind of didn't work. Like, it worked, but it was so hard to use and just also kind of weird. Like, basically, it's set on the box and in all the commercials. It works with every game. Every game compatible. But when you bought the Power Glove, it came with this gigantic book of codes so they literally had a code for every video game. So you'd have to sit there and punch in your code before you could use the game. And every time you played the game, you'd have to do it. So that was the first thing. It was a little uh, difficult. But then the second thing was a lot of it was done with the fingers. So, like, you'd be playing there. We did this in the office. Like, basically, to play in Super Mario Brothers, you were just standing there with your arm outstretched, like, moving your finger up and down. And that, I don't know, I, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that would consider that to be an enjoyable uh, <laughs> video game experience. So a, a combination of all those reasons uh, is, is, is what led to the, the, the demise uh, of, of the Power Glove. And similar to Rob the Robot, I mean, really, uh, was only for sale for like a couple years. Like, if you had said to me before we did the research, how long was Power Glove out? I would have been like, oh, five years, six years. I mean, I, I don't even think it made it 18 months. Yeah, yeah, that's funny because I remember it was a it was a big it was a big thing that nobody had, but everybody knew about it. Well, it, it was. Yeah, exactly. Just like Rob. Wasn't it featured in uh, that Fred Savage movie where he was the game whiz? Yes. 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 The Wizard or yeah, something. The wizard. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yep. in, the, in the segment we made, we, we definitely got into this, and it was so funny. I mean, it was so funny. <laughs> um, that is some movie, by the way. I'd never seen it before, and I only watched probably about 20 minutes of it. But that, that movie literally has to be seen to be believed as it relates to its awfulness. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw it when I was a kid, but I don't really remember all, all of it. But I remember it was bad. Now I I do know the Power yeah. Glove did make a comeback in the movie Turbo Kid. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, it, it, turned into, it turned into turned into a prop. That. I, yeah, that's right. I do remember that, and, and I also I can assure you what it did in the movie is very far <laughs> away from that capability in real life. <laughs> So, so could we say uh, that Marty at Mego was kind of maybe the spark to lead to what ended up becoming decades down the road the Nintendo Wii and that gameplay system? I think, uh, again, I am not authorized to speak on behalf of the uh, Nintendo Corporation, um, but if I had to guess, uh, I, I think they would object to that uh, uh, characterization uh, <laughs> strenuously. Uh, uh, maybe even even more than strenuously. Um, I, uh, mm. I I don't uh, I don't I don't I don't think they'd agree with that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that would be my feeling too. <laughs> now, one that's in the one that's in the show. What was what was probably one of your your more favorite uh, things that did make the final cut for this episode? Oh, I mean, absolutely. The Humvee. I mean, I have always found the Humvee story to be one of the most interesting bizarre stories in car history. First of all, I mean, if you're going to make a car, that's a big decision. That's a lot of money to commit to. And in general, but in particular, when you're taking a military vehicle and converting it into civilian use, that's, that's not easy. That costs a lot of money. You literally need to build a factory to be able to do that. So the fact that all of this happened because Arnold Schwarzenegger saw it on a movie set and like basically cold called, you know, the GM and was like, Hey, I got a great idea. You know how like Jeeps were in world war two and now there's Jeeps everywhere. You should do that for Humvee. So that's why it happened. I mean, it was literally Arnold who made it happen, who willed it into existence. Like, like that's how, I mean, that's insane. So first of all, Second of all, um, the fact that this utterly bananas car that couldn't fit anywhere that, you know, got truly like people think this is a metaphor or a joke. It got nine gal nine miles to the gallon. Yeah. That's a real statistic. Wow. So that's crazy. And then again, maybe my bizarre fascination with um, failure is why I think this last part is so funny. But <laughs> when the whole world was falling apart in 2008 and uh, like China was buying everything, within reason, the only thing I'm aware of that the Chinese government did not buy was Humvee. And there was a Chinese company that wanted to buy Humvee, and they were buying it. And then the Chinese government interfered and was like, no, 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 this is ridiculous. Nobody needs this crazy car. No. And like I said, maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, this is the only deal the Chinese government blocked in 0809. That's how ridiculous this vehicle was. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. I remember riding in a Humvee in 89 at Fort AP Hill, Virginia at the National Boy Scout Jamboree when I was working, when I was working the trading post staff, uh, some of the, the army personnel that came around by us, uh, offered us rides and the military version is not as comfortable as everyone thinks. <laughs> Just Yeah, no, I, I was in a bunch of the military ones and they were, uh, certainly ridiculous. Um, but by the way, the civilian ones weren't much better. I mean, they were better for sure, but not much better. And I, yeah, I, I would argue, and I think many people would. Um, Seats were better. Um, uh, yeah, probably much. shouldn't have been done in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what? What? In, what was the process to get discontinued? Because I know we discussed how the show came about. What what was the process to now take this idea and pitch it and actually get it picked up? Yeah, so it's really funny. A lot of people have asked me, oh, because of the toys that made us, like, is this your follow-up to the toys that made us? Um, and the, the truth is, uh, it's actually kind of the opposite. Um, I, I made this tape at least three or four years before the tape that became uh, the sales tape for Toys That Made Us. So um, what, and I, I made the tape, the tape, I made the tape so long ago. There's a section in the tape where we predict what will be discontinued in the future. And the tape was so old, a lot of those things are discontinued already, like Blackberry, Radio Shack, like that's how old the tape was. But basically, after Toys That Made Us came out, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, after Toys That Made Us came out, what's that, sorry? No, didn't say a word. Oh, we were just laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. You can laugh. That, that, that's always appreciated. Um, sorry, it's like a little uh, feedback I think I heard. Um, but basically, 
after Toys and Made came out and it was perceived, you know, within Hollywood as being, you know, successful, obviously in addition to the toy community and the pop culture world, but whatever. I was, you know, having a bunch of meetings, you know, as I do every week. And there's a great executive at the CW who he and I are super tight with, uh, tight with each other, but we had never worked together. And we probably, you know, I'd say for the last four or five years have had lunch, you know, once or twice a year. And this is very normal. I do this with lots of people all the time. That's what a producer does. It's part of what a producer does. And um, we were having lunch. And he was going on and on and on about toys that made us. And he's like, do you have anything else? We'd love to have done that. So I told him about Discontinued. And and just so you know, I, you know, when you're a producer and you're producing, you know, an idea for a new show, the odds of you making a tape and taking it to market and getting a company to buy that idea just when you happen to be trying to sell it over a 60-day period. It's very low because the market's always changing. So I'm very used to making tapes or treatments, taking them out, and them not selling. The difference with discontinued is the amount of time this went on. So it was literally like, like I said, at least five years. And it got to the point where our agent, we were in a meeting, and the meeting ended, and the, the agent was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And I started, sorry, the executive where we were pitching was talking about a, a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, then you would love discontinued. And the, you know, the executive was like, oh, great, blah, blah, blah. After the meeting, we're leaving the building, and my agent turns to me and goes, not my current agent, by the way, uh, the prior agent, uh, was like, Brian, you got to let it go. Just stop <laughs> bringing up discontinued. It, it's been almost half a decade. Let it go. And just to be clear, I didn't fire that agent because it discontinued, but it literally was like, oh, so I'm sitting there, fast forward five years or whatever, I'm having lunch with the exec from the CW, and he's like, what I saw for a second, I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't bring it up, I, should, I shouldn't bring it up, I'm like, ah, I'm going to do it. So I pitched him discontinued, he loved it. I told him the tape was super old. He's like, I don't care. Just send it to me. I sent it to him, and he got a backdoor pilot aired. Uh, he got a, back, a backdoor pilot greenlit. So, um, it, as always, it was very slow, and then it was very fast. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It, uh, what a dream, absolute dream, uh, to, to finally get it made. Like, you, you have no idea. Like, it's just, again, everybody was making fun of me for discontinued, discontinued this, discontinued that. And then, you know, I'm on the phone with people like you. I read some of the articles, and I see discontinued out there, and it just makes me laugh so hard. And this thing finally <laughs> got made. And it's like other people are talking about it now. So well, I, gotta, I have to say, between uh, the toys that made us and this discontinued, you, ju- you are just... You're hitting me right in the right spot with the, I love this kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to watch this one too. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. And you do know we're in post production right now in season three of Toys, right? Are you aware of that? Was not. That yes. was gonna that was gonna yes. be one of our later questions one of my later questions after we <laughs> got done beating discontinued to death. Because I, I wanna hear I wanna hear more about the show first. So We'll get the toys later. Yeah, fire yes, away. Obviously, I'm here primarily to talk about this continued. So, uh, pardon my faux pas. Oh no! <laughs> it's, it's, funny thing is, we had Joseph Culp on the show, uh, who was oh, nice. Doctor Doom in Corman's Fantastic Four. Yeah, and and he get. You know, we're talking about his latest movie and about a th- what two thirds of the way through. You guys do know I was Doom on Fantastic Four. Yeah, and we we're gonna get there shortly. <laughs> so <laughs> beat us to the punch, which is great. Love it. That's so funny. So how did you pick, or was it your choice to pick the the cast that's in the show, or was that something CW did after um, getting picked up? I uh, was very lucky. They really trusted us. We we hired the researchers, um, a lot of which had worked on toys and made us. And um, we did a shitload of research and put together all these lists. So, you know, we had 
kitchen items, stores, you know, everything was broken down, it, you know, mascots, it, it, electronics. And then we picked like our favorite three of every category, sent that to the CW. And I think they approved, you know, I think 85 to 90% of what we sent. You know, they had some notes, you know, and they had a CW, so they wanted, you know, they wanted it to skew a little bit younger and, and, and all that kind of cool stuff that they know better than we do. So that, that's really how everything was, uh, was decided. Okay. So the, so I want to say this is kind of similar in format um, to what VH1 did with their stuff of the d- different things of the decades. But instead of popular stuff, maybe just in that reverse stuff that was there and then gone. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. So one thing, the one thing that I'm curious about uh, with this and with uh, the toys that made us like the first season, when you get greenlit for these and you know you have uh, a few episodes that they're going to let you do, is it hard to, to does it get hard to choose just what to do the shows on because you you don't know if you'll have season two or season three yet? Very hard, very hard. And with toys that made us, I mean, the reason I did the Star Trek episode in season two was specifically for that reason. I I didn't know if we'd ever be able to do more. Um, To be completely honest with you, I had produced a uh, a two-hour special for um, uh, History Channel uh, about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek that... uh, I I was a little bit disappointed in uh, in how it came out. Um, uh, I won't get into that too much, but uh, I, I wasn't too happy with it. Um, so I I wanted another at bat to try and make a Star Trek documentary, and that's why I did it in season two. If I had known from the beginning with Toys That Made Us that I would have had, you know, four seasons or eight seasons or whatever. I I probably would not have done Star Trek uh, in the second season. I'm glad we did. It turned out to be one of our most popular episodes uh, by far. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, and it's also one of my favorite episodes, uh, that we did, but, yeah. um, but, but yes, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. Uh, but I, I, I absolutely, uh, it, it's very tough. Like even for season three of toys, I wanted to do Batman so badly. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we didn't, so I, I pray to God there's a season four so we can do Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a lot of others too. I mean, I think I told you last time I really want to do an episode called "The Toys That Should Have Not Been Made." Um, so that's very high on my list. So I, I really hope I get a chance to make those. Oh, that that would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. So um... it would largely cover LJN's uh, Dune line. Um, but, uh, I'm sure we'd find some others. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the categories actually covered? Uh, I know you touched on it briefly. Uh, what are the actual categories that are going to be covered in discontinued? So, I mean, it's all over the place. It's stores, it's mascots. We even get into animals that are extinct. Um, huh. we wow. get into oh. products, you know, like, precursors to the iPad. Um, that's, I'll, I'll hint at that. And we also got into a few things that basically are what I would call like the way the world worked products before the internet. You know, I'll, I'll give you another spoiler. The Sears catalog, like, the Sears catalog in its heyday. If you remember, these literally like, 1,200 pages. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it's funny when we were shooting it, we had obviously a lot of young people on set who had not seen one before. And, you know, there was this girl flipping <laughs> through it and she was like, this is like the whole internet in a book. <laughs> and it was like, it, it, the, I, obviously yeah. I never thought of it that way, but it's like, honestly, <laughs> you see it now? Like I had not held one in my own hands in like 25, 30 years. 
Said, like, yeah, you look I at know. it now, dude, one book had pantyhose and like high-end telescopes. They were even selling houses by the end, like, you know, kits for houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were like 20 pages of VCRs, 10 pages of cameras. Like it was insane. But when we were younger, it was all we had and it didn't feel insane. I, I remember waiting every year about October for the Christmas catalog from both Sears and Pennies. Yeah. Because right. oh, yeah. Uh, if, right, yeah. if you wanted to know everything that was coming out for Christmas and that was going to be carried at any store, it was in those two catalogs. Yep. Yeah. By the way, one of the things we found out that I had never heard before is when the Sears catalog first came out, it was still in the late 1800s. Um, this was before like toilet paper was available for the public because it was still very expensive. And yeah. like the Sears catalog was infamous for being used as toilet paper. You knew that? I didn't know that. That, that, uh, that was definitely new information for me. The toilet yeah, paper I stuff, I did not know, but I'll, I'll say, um, Sundance channel, they, they play mash most mornings had the episode where they cycle through the year real quick. You know, it starts off with New Year's uh, from 51 to 52, and then the whole thing about the baseball season between Potter and, and Klinger uh, over the Dodgers. And the Sears catalog is another one of the main focuses of this show, huh? of this particular episode. That's so, a great show. So, I, I mean, haven't it, seen that show in a yeah. long time. That's a great show. So, so you know, Sears catalog made its way into, into primetime, essentially, as well. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. It was huge. Like it was the thing. Yeah. So, um, so discontinued. You said nine thirty Eastern on the CW. Yes. Is there is Indeed. there is there a chance of more episodes coming down the road, or is this just a one off? Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's a backdoor pilot. The best example I can give you is the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, uh, which also, you know, different budget, of course, but same thing. Uh, sure. <laughs> if it does well, there'll be more. If it doesn't do well, there will not be more. Very simple. Okay. So please watch. Oh. Everybody watch. I'll be coming home from work, but it's going to be set up on my DVR. It's already set to record, so I'll be watching as soon as I get home. I appreciate that. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. That, that, uh, that. We got one. We're, we're starting one now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Oh, I, I'm excited. See, I love these type of shows. This is why. Yeah, me too. This is why I also love Toys That Made Us. Um, I, w I would love to see you continue on with more shows similar to these two. Um, because definitely you got a loyal, loyal idea. watcher with me. So, oh yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so we're so we're talking. Uh, you, you mentioned toys that made us season three. Uh, can before we hit season three, can we talk a little toys that made us season two briefly? I'd love that. Uh, so we had. I'd love you a few things. Do I like talking about more? Fire away. <laughs> do, you, do you feel because of the, the appearances that you had with Marty on the toys that made us season two led to the comeback of Mego, even if it is just being a target exclusive? Absolutely not. That, that, that was in the works um, way before Marty even knew we were doing the show. Okay. Um, Marty had been working on that for a long time and, you know, maybe we helped 0.001%, but that was all Marty. Um, and that was also Target, you know, being really smart and seeing an opportunity where I think a lot of other people, uh, did not. So yeah. all, all the credit for that, except for like maybe 0.001%. I'll take that. <laughs> but other than that, um, it all goes to Marty and, and, uh, and his team. Well, I, I will have to say it was fun going through the toy aisle with my daughter here, you know, knowing that they were coming ahead and seen them to all of a sudden seeing them going, honey, these were exactly what I had when I was a kid. <laughs> She's like, yeah, 
They're small, Daddy. It didn't matter. Imaginations <laughs> were big. <laughs> By the way, I saw Marty at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and I uh, I had to sign a uh, Sulu for me. Oh. Uh, so I have that uh, in my collection now. I have uh, a, a Rob. I have my Raphael from when I was a kid. Signed by Peter oh. Laird. Uh, oh. Right next to it is uh, my uh, my Marty Abrams Sulu. Oh wow! Oh wow! So um, so we had Star Trek uh, Transformers. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know it's been a while since I watched. Um, I want to say Lego. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. And Lego. And Lego. That's right. How can I forget Lego? Oh yes, that Lego. Of course, the Transformers was was you know those were my favorite toys growing up, so I enjoyed that one immensely. Uh, the Lego one was fascinating. I did not realize how, how many you know how 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 close it came to to ending twice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's and a system. The Hello Kitty one is just was just weird, but yeah, yes, it's a system. Yeah, I mean we 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 did the best we could with that. That that was definitely uh, everything about making that was uh, bizarre. I, I can't say too much more than that, but uh, we 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 did the best we could. And by the way, people love it. People love it. I mean, it's so funny to me. Um, you know, everybody, uh, you know, everybody gravitates to different things. But like I told you, like, I was never into He-Man. Now I'm into He-Man. I was never right. into Hello Kitty. I never got into Hello Kitty, but I did get into Gudetama, which was that lazy egg, which I'm now obsessed with. It makes me laugh so hard. But, <laughs> yeah, Sanrio was interesting. Like, we could make a show about Sanrio, like the making of the Hello Kitty episode episode. But uh, anyway, uh, that I'll leave it at that. So what what was some of your favorite moments from season two? Um, yeah, we'll start off with that. Favorite well, moments of season two before I jump ahead. I mean, with, with, God, without a doubt, that montage we did of the real, in quotes, of course, uh, the real enterprises juxtaposed with each version of the toy enterprise. Um, I love that. I mean, oh, like that's, yeah, that's yeah. like one of my favorite things I've done in my entire career. I, I mean, I literally can't watch that, uh, without tearing up. So I love that. Um, in, uh, in the Lego episode, um, you know, I, I, there had been other docs made about Legos. So it was tricky for us to try and find a way to, make it our own, but also not leave out important information. So one of the things right, that yeah. I think we did well was, you know, we really found these people and dug into them really hard in the interviews to remember how they felt in 2003. And obviously I think we succeeded because you even referenced it, but there was this um, executive we interviewed who I would say was in her mid twenties and she was talking about the almost bankruptcy and started tearing up. And I said to her, I go, listen, I don't mean to be rude, but how old are you? And she's like, uh, I'm 26. And I'm like, were you working at Lego in 2003? She was like, no, of course not. And it just blew my mind. Like this is so encoded into the DNA of the company that someone who wasn't even yeah. there is crying, talking yeah. about it, um, which I think is brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I loved a lot of the Lego stuff. Um, as we talked before show, um, it was like with the minifigures briefly mentioned the originals. I've got a couple. They're not for sale. <laughs> so no one ask. <laughs> I've I've had an offer for two fifty. Um I turned it down, so just know it's gotta be above that. Um but then talk about like the castle and how it was originally yellow because they didn't want grace because they didn't want people building war models. Yep. And then a few years later, everything's gray. And now they got so much gray <laughs> out there. It's insane. And now but, they got everything but Gatling guns. Um, yeah. <laughs> but those can be made in the kits, and they do make them in the kits. <laughs> yes, they do. Because I've got the... Yes, they do. I have this, going back to your question... Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You just reminded me of something. 
Um, no, um, the another thing I'm very proud of, and I mean, it's so funny when you produce a TV show. Like the minute you lock, that's it. Like it's over. Every other idea you have, it's too late. So it's this real challenge to have as many good ideas as you can in the finite amount of time between green light and lock. And one of the last ideas we had, and I'm I, like, this is one of these things that if I had thought of it later, I would have been so mad at myself. But we finally, I, literally I thought about it a week before we locked and we were able to do it. Where, because I suddenly realized a big part of Legos are those instruction books. Uh-huh. Those instruction books are so a part of the process. And to the best of my oh, yeah. knowledge, none of the other docs had gotten into it. So everything you saw that we did with the, the, the instruction books where they were like, quote, unquote, coming to life, literally we did that like probably in the last three or four days before we lost. So that I'm very excited about. Wow. So uh, if sorry, you could, if you uh, just, I think I interrupted you. If you could only see the box of all the Lego instruction books that I have. From yeah, yeah. Too. <laughs> for the for the last six years of everything that my daughter has built or that we bought since my daughter started getting into Legos, it's insane, absolutely insane. Uh, I, I I have in fact, if if you look at my Instagram, I'm pretty sure the last thing I posted was on Sunday, and it was a picture of me finishing Voltron uh, and my daughter across the table from me. She made some crazy, I think she called it a, a Barbie pool spaceship or something. Um, so, uh, and, uh, and, and we're on the same page, you guys. Well, I got uh, I'm so jealous. You got the Voltron? I, I could. Pro- I, I'm jealous yeah, of the Voltron. On Sunday. Uh, Volt kits that, that I wanted to get that I'm not going to be able to. I want Tron, the Tron set. I missed out on the on the Ecto one Voltron. I I would love to get, but the life size Porg Lego f- statue that ended up being a gift for my daughter's birthday was so worth it. Mm. Wait, I didn't even know. I didn't even. They literally made a life size Porg. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, eight hundred, eight hundred and eleven yeah. pieces. And I it, didn't even know that. It took me, wow. It took me three hours. I mean, I'm not going to get that, but um, I didn't know they made that. That's awesome. It took me three hours and 40 minutes yeah. to build. <laughs> That's not bad. No. Yeah, I've been on this small like, weird kick. I don't know why, but I'm I'm just doing like the Lego Ideas kits lately. So Voltron was Lego Ideas. Yep. Last year I made the Saturn V. Uh, which was like one of the most uh, greatest builds ever. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite Lego thing ever. But I, you reminded me of this. I got to do that. Uh, I got to do the Tron one. I got to get that. It's pretty small, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, my yeah. dad. My dad passed away last September, and when he did, some of the Lego kits he had bought over the years and kept. Um, between my brother and I, he took the ones he was interested in, um, and I just let him have first pick. Uh, and I was going to argue for for one of them which I didn't have to argue much, and that was the Lego Space Shuttle that they did. The actual yeah, NASA. beautiful. That, with the booster rockets and everything. Not not the one that's similar to the, the Batman Space Shuttle. This was the full, full-scale full NASA s- shuttle, and, it, and it's a gorgeous piece. Yep, I know exactly what you mean. So bananas. Um, now, like with this, going back to the Star Trek episode, I know for me when I saw the old belt set sitting in the background in, in this one guy's collection that had the the phaser and the tri yeah. uh, and the communicator, um, which I remember. Yeah. Ha- I also remember having the Hulk version of that and the Spider Man and the Batman versions <laughs> of those. Um, <laughs> what was it like for you to see if you hadn't seen it before, or even if you had? to see it reappear in front of you, the helmet with the siren. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I am, I'm 42. So I think if I was 52, I would have been familiar with that. I, I basically was like a little bit into the TV show, but the thing that hooked me was the movies. So yeah. I was not aware of the siren uh, and I never even had any of the Mego toys. Um, but in doing our research, we found out that in the community, the red helmet thing was a big deal. And then, of course, I got into it. I didn't, by the way, 
I didn't get a, I didn't get one of those helmets, but I did buy one of those crazy, I don't know if you noticed this or not. We put it in there a few times because I thought it was the funniest thing I ever saw. There was this Lego, flying Lego that was basically a saucer section at a fan and you had like this wire with a control then you can make the yeah, yeah, fly around in a yeah. completely like circular, oh, right. yeah, yeah. way. So I did get one yeah. of those. I got one of those right before the show premiered. Because by the way, one of the things I noticed after season one is the price of everything we featured shot up like sometimes a hundred percent or more. Yeah. So I was very careful before <laughs> season two to buy the stuff I liked. Uh, like Battle Cats from He Man have like quadrupled in oh. price, or if not yeah. more. Yeah. So. Like you could have bought them for like twenty to forty bucks before season one, and now they're like sixty to one hundred and fifty, depending on condition and box and whatnot. Well, so I uh, definitely yeah. bought that Enterprise fan crazy thing before the premiere. Now I'm I'm slightly older than you. Um, I don't remember where Derek fits. I'm forty eight, and I did have all the Migos, uh, superhero wise, and I had nice. a, I'm I had four, so, and I had I had a couple of the Star Trek. Uh, I think I had Kirk, Spock, um, and McCoy. Um, but I remembered the hats, the, those helmets, but I never had that <laughs> version. The one I had was the yellow helmet with the same light. And I don't remember what it was for, but I remember having that Funny. and wearing it while riding my Batman version of the green machine. <laughs> I used to have the green machine. So don't know what that tells you, but um so season three, what are we expecting? We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. We got wrestling. Oh nice. We oh. got my little pony and we got Power Rangers. Oh, oh. Nice, nice. I gotta ask, in regards to the wrestling, did you happen to get Zack Snyder? That is a long and continuing situation that unfortunately I cannot comment on at this time. Okay. <laughs> I hate to tell you. Okay. I, I apologize for that horrible answer. No. But that's the best I can do. No, it's a great answer. I mean, it's an honest answer, which which we love. Um, I mean, I follow him on... Definitely an honest answer, maybe too honest. I mean, I, I follow him on Instagram, and I know, besides being a pro wrestler himself, he is a major geek and a major wrestling figure collector. And I think between him and Kurt Hawkins, they donated over 800 wrestling figures at some Toys for Tots type appearance that they were at in Kansas, I think it was, over the weekend. So it, it's insane what he what, what he has found, like prototype heads for this. And, and I don't know how it comes across in his hands, but it does. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's a major fan. So. <laughs> Understatement of the century. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, or actually with any of these four topics, favorite moments without spoiling, worst moments without spoiling? Meeting uh, Peter Laird was, I mean, uh, one of my favorite interviews I've conducted in my entire career. I, I've probably done four or five, six hundred interviews, and it, it's in the top five. I mean, it was... Uh, it was just wonderful. He was so honest and um, it just, you know, we were told ahead of time we could only get an hour and I think it was like three hours. Like wow. it was, he gave oh. us, a, you know, one of the things that was great, which I don't even think this will make it into the episode. So I can tell you, um, he, uh, they, in their deal with uh, Playmates, they uh, they got it. They got. I think they got ten copies of everything, and they had that in all their merchandising deals. So in the basement of their headquarters, Mirage, it's literally like that last shot from Indiana Jones uh, Raiders. Um, they literally have like two to ten copies of everything. Wow. Every figure. Every calendar, every tool, everything. Oh, and wow. he, after the interview, took us down there and just started showing us around. And then, of course, after about five minutes, I'm like, hey, Peter, uh, can we film this? And he was like, uh, sure. Um, so uh, so that, that was... 
That was amazing. I mean, that was just like I said, it was some of the best moments uh, of 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 my uh, of my career um, doing an interview. And then you know we went to Japan uh, for Power Rangers, of course, and uh, we met with everybody at um, uh, Toei uh, and uh, Toei. And that was, I mean, it's just great. It's just great. Like, I love that country. Like, they're, like, like I think they think, like, first of all, you know, one of the greatest things about season three was that everybody had seen season one and two. So when, at, you know, at all of these toy companies. So when we were doing seasons one and two, we literally everywhere, like, people were like, how do we know this is real? So we had Netflix write an email from their head of business affairs and we had to forward that email to everybody so they would trust us. So just to give you an example oh, of what right. season one and right. season two were like, season three, dude, like Saban called us, Playmates called us. Like everybody was oh, like, wow. you got to cover us for season three. You got to cover us for season three. So, but when <laughs> we were in Japan, they, you know, they're not as crazy as we are. So, like, they just found, like, you know, we were at the studio where all of the Power Rangers had been shot. And, like, you know, for us, it was like holy, holy ground. And, uh, you know, and I'm not even that big of a Power Rangers fan, but it was still like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the Japanese, uh, you know, the executives were looking at us like, really? All right. Like, <laughs> like we, it was the same thing uh, last year uh, when we did uh, Takara, where, I mean, like, they were just amazed that we were amazed. Uh, and then they slowly started getting into it. So, needless to say, uh, this was, um, this, 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 it was a lot easier uh, working with all the companies this year. You know, we were on a first-name basis with everybody at Hasbro uh, and Mattel. And it was, you know, they all loved the show. They were all so happy with it. Um, so... It, it, it was just great. Like, it was just great, you know, catching up with everybody. And, you know, by the way, for season one uh, and two, I was not able to go to Hasbro headquarters. Um, all of the Hasbro interviews that I did were in Manhattan. Uh, and we had sent a crew up to, Manhattan, uh, to, to Rhode Island, to Pawtucket, uh, to, to get a couple of the interviews that we had to do there. This season, I got to go there. Oh, First wow. of all, it was amazing. I mean, they're in the same building for like, you know, close to 70 years. Like half of their headquarters, right. they, um, there was a supermarket next to their headquarters that they bought and made part of their headquarters. So like, that's what their headquarters is like. But if I could speak selfishly for a second, uh, I got to go to the Hasbro employee store. Uh, and I got to, uh, I was allowed to use, uh, the person who was showing me around and the, just like the head of PR for all of Hasbro. Um, I hope I don't get her in trouble for this. Um, but she let me use her employee discount. Um, so needless to say, um, I had to buy another uh, suitcase. That's not a joke <laughs> or a metaphor. Uh, uh, oh, to how much, it. uh, I got from the, uh, I mean, the, I got this beautiful, master edition transformer that normally uh, goes for like a buck 20. I got it for $18. Uh, wow. Like to give wow. you an example, um, I got so many star Wars black series. Like it, it was like, it was like the greatest thing. Like and I kept going back to this woman, like who ran the store, I think wanted to murder me. Uh, but it was like <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Wow, that's amazing! And the Black Series is a great series. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> really making, is. The making of the toys that made us. Oh, <laughs> so jealous! So so jealous! Oh um, yeah, yeah. So you so you said you got people contacting you now. Um, what we know, season three is in the works, as you said. What is the prospect for season four? You know, it's it, it's it's real simple. Netflix loves the show. They love how it did, but season three has to do as well, if not better than seasons one and two. You know, um, they, you know, I've never worked with anybody better than Netflix, uh, the company itself, and of course the people there. 
Um, but they they have to be responsible with their money, uh, like any other company, of course. Right. And um, yeah, the show has to do well. Okay. I will say this: I'll give you, I'll I'll leave you on this tantalizing, uh, ridiculous statement that I'm probably a jerk to say this, but I can't say what. But we have a major, major surprise slash announcement um, as it relates to all of this that we'll be making uh, probably in a month or two. So um, I can't say what it is. I hope you're not mad at me for pulling oh, one no. of those. Uh, but we do, uh, we do have a pretty cool announcement coming. Well, in case awesome. in case she is listening to the show, because I gotta say thank you, thank you again for for giving us the extra time. Um, Tonight, and I know a lot of it's due to Rachel. Thank you, Thank you for being interested in any of this. Oh, and I know a lot of this comes from Rachel, the all glorious one who I think <laughs> I hear that a lot. Please keep us on the press <laughs> uh, on, on the email list so we can get this major announcement. Because Rachel, you're wonderful, and we love you so much on the show. <laughs> she said, "She said flattery I, uh, will get me sure, everywhere." Uh, we. We got to know when this part of the interview is going to be so we could clip it out and, uh, and send it to Rachel and she can, uh, she can listen to it uh, over and over and, and, and put it out there. I'm sure she'd be very appreciative of it, I, I, as I am. It'll, it'll be her new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well, again, where can people find you on the Internet? I mean, the best place to get me, I think, is Instagram, and it's Brian Folkweiss at Instagram or whatever. It's it's my it's my name. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, but like uh, Instagram's the place I think. And uh, of course, the toys that made us uh, is on Facebook, and uh, you know the company that makes um, discontinued. Uh, we do it under our comedy brand, which is Comedy Dynamics. Um, so both of those are on Facebook. Okay, and again, check out Discontinued this Saturday. I believe I know it's December sixteenth. Not sure what day that is. I believe it's Sunday. Double, double checking. It's December sixteenth. Sunday at yes. nine thirty. So Sunday, nine thirty, last show on CW's prime time of the night. Watch so we can get so we can make more. Yes, I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like the biggest fan ever of um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh. So like that uh-huh. was I, I, this show is like an homage to that show in a little bit of a way. So um, if uh. if you like Mystery Science Theater three thousand and you like pop culture and you're wondering. Whatever happened to Gidget, you could find out from Taco Bell, the Taco Bell dog. Uh, you can find out December 16th, 9.30 p.m. Only on the CW. That's this Sunday. So check it out. If you're not home yes, to sir. watch, if you're not home to watch it, DVR it. Those well, ratings still count as yeah, well. That I agree, so I'll be watching it. <laughs> So, thank you thank again. Thank you. And please, tell me, I, I'd love to know what you think. Shoot me an email. Oh, sure will. Thank you again for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. You're welcome back anytime. Just give us, a, drop uh, us a line. I really appreciate that. Don't take that for granted for one second. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, please and, uh, please take advantage of it. You guys. Uh, happy holidays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you too. Yeah. Please, please take advantage of, of our hospitality and come back anytime. All you got to do is drop us a line and go, hey, we're, I'm ready to come back. Yeah. Listen, we got season three coming. We got some other cool stuff coming. It would be my pleasure. It, it's always fun with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. So. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. You too. So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.